Okay, it's opening night of the NFL Guru and the Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Wiz, I know you're excited. It's uh, it's a great feeling when the season started. We know uh, this has been a long, long trip to get here tonight. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm all drafted out, and I'm ready to you know to watch some football. Uh, participated in a lot of drafts, especially um, over the last handful of days. Um, yeah, I, I think it's one of those you know it's one of those years where I'm satisfied and happy because I feel like I was able to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish in terms of the players and equity in those players um, that I was able to get. Um, so, you know, we'll always have to see how it works out, but I think it's a little more frustrating when you really don't able to, you're not able to get, um, you know, uh, some equity on the players you want. I'll just give a quick rundown real quick. Uh, I have a lot of equity at the quarterback position and a couple of the veterans, Matt Stafford, Roethlisberger, and Brady at running back, uh, Mostert and Jonathan Taylor. I'm like, I'm not giving like top 10 guys because that's pretty obvious. I have some of those guys as well, but a lot of equity in Mostert and Taylor, who I'm super high on at receiver, AJ Brown, Kennedy Galladay and, and, and uh, Chris Godwin. And at tight end, I have a lot of equity in, like, Hawkinson and Higby. So those are the players I wanted. Well, one player, honestly, that I wasn't able to get that I really wanted to, just thinking about it, but our partner was able to get him in the other league, is, is Josh Jacobs, um, who I think is going to be uh, just a terrific year. So I was glad Rick was able to scoop him up for us in that other league that were partners with him. But uh, I, I think I did well, and uh, I'll either win or lose with the guys that, you know, that that, that I love, and, I, and I'm fine with that. How do you feel you did? Yeah, you know, I, I think I set out and accomplished what I wanted to in terms of players that I focused on and players that I kind of stood away from um, or, or didn't pay up for certain players in certain situations. Uh you know, the, the, the few players that I've got a kind of hitched wagon to, I would say, at this point in time, uh, you know, and, and again, to your point, not not the top guys, but um, Boston Scott, I think I have in in almost every single league that I'm in. Uh, Antonio Gibson made it a lot, onto a lot of my rosters. Um, looking at Marquise Brown on a few of my rosters. Those are some of the names that have kind of, and, and Tyler Lockett I've got on a bunch of rosters. You know, Tyler Lockett finished last year as the number eight wide receiver in PPR, and that's basically playing injured for a number of games in the second half of the season. Uh, I'm very intrigued, you know, as you know, I, what I talked about yesterday in our bold uh, bold expectations for 2020. Uh, I, I'm really intrigued with what's going to happen with that passing game in Seattle this year. So, uh, yeah, those are a few of the players that, uh, that I thought was uh, worth mentioning. And, you know, there's a lot happening right now, uh, lots of news. Um, we haven't seen players physically on the field other than practice videos and things like that following the beat riders. And we haven't seen live action. Uh, I'm, I'm at the point where I do think some of the first couple of games, you know, usage of players will be a little compromised. They'll be careful with some of the injured guys that are out there. Uh, and, and, and you're also going to probably see just a little bit less repetitions as, as we try to ease into the season. So some of these games may have a little bit of a kind of a preseason feel to them. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be kind of surprising in a lot of teams with the personnel because usually you have a gauge, you know, the, the third game of the preseason, you kind of see what the team wants to do because they're going to play their starters maybe for a half and you see which personnel they have out there. 
And then to that point, you get to see who they play in the fourth game, which is usually for players fighting for their jobs or certain third or fourth string players. You kind of get a feel. So without that, man, it's going to be there's going to be some some surprises and some interesting things. And part of that is are the injuries and these last few days there have been some key injuries that have been popping up. Um, you know the bigger names, Mike Evans. Kenny Galladay started appearing, DeAndre Swift, Darrell Henderson for the Rams. I mean, there's some names, and uh, you got to keep your eye on that because um, especially with, like, Henderson of the Rams, you know, there's going to be a lot of workload for Akers and Malcolm Brown. And the Lions situation, if, if Swift is inactive for that game and with Adrian Peterson – just signing and learning the offense, Kerryon Johnson is in for a massive workload, and he is an absolute must start. I know we drafted him so so late in the draft we did today. We we just couldn't believe that he was available. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't know what's going to happen this season, but I I'm not one of those people who think that Swift is going to come there and, and, and unseat on Johnson. I'm not sure he's a better player. So on Johnson gets this full workload and gets off to a good start. That'll be a good sign. That'll definitely be a good sign for us, uh, considering that we got him so late. And uh, and uh, we'll see how that goes. And I'm also interested in – we mentioned Evans not playing. I'm wondering how much of a workload Fournette gets in there. That's another player that we got very, very late in uh you know, that could be a key player for us if he actually emerges in that offense um, as well. Because um, of the value we got on him drafting him so, so late. He was a, a week earlier when he was on the Jags. He was like a second-round pick. I think we got him like, I don't know, the, the 11th round, 12th round, something like that. So uh, are you keeping your eye on those crucial injuries as well? Yeah, no no question about it. I got James Robinson. I've stuck his uh, name in a couple of DraftKings games that I've played uh, this week. I, I think Robinson, if you if you went ahead and drafted him, he's probably the most intriguing uh, person in the backfield for, for Jacksonville as in terms of leading them in carries. Um, yeah, you know, how that impacts the, the Evans injury, how that impacts the rest of the Tampa Bay attack between the, the tight ends and, and obviously Godwin. But, you know, there's a guy like Scotty Miller or Watson get in there and do some stuff. So, yeah, I certainly am watching that. Look, I think one of the things that, that came to be, and we're starting to get some noise around this, and I think in a lot of leagues, especially the more shallow leagues, a lot of these players were not drafted. Look, this was the year of the wide receiver in the NFL draft, and um, I, I felt all the way along here, and, you know, I know Wiz made some some bold uh, predictions yesterday, as did I, you know, when it came to some of these rookie receivers. There was a, there, there's, there was a lot of talent in this particular group coming in this year, and expectations and how these players are going to get used. You're going to get seen in week one. We're going to see what happens. You know, we, we, we had a lot of noise around a guy like Claypool, for example, during the combine, but not much being said right now. How's Michael Pittman going to be used? I know how you feel about C.D. Lamb. What's going to happen with Jerry Judy? The LaVisca Chenault chirping is really picking up some steam and, and given backfield situation, you know, is he going to get some more action here, right? And there are certain players, like for me, I, I, I hitched my wagon to a couple of guys, Boston Scott I have in about five leagues, Antonio Gibson is another guy, why Adrian Peterson got released. So, yeah, there's a lot of interesting things going on. I'll be watching all these situations, you know, and seeing what evolves and how players are going to get used, snap counts, all that stuff. Yeah, I think the evaluations by a lot of people – 
and 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 you know, a lot of these valuations that people looked at are, are off, especially at the quarterback position. I feel there are three veteran quarterbacks: Stafford, Roethlisberger, and Brady, who, in a lot of people's minds, they're kind of I don't know, certainly outside the top twelve. Maybe not Brady this year. Maybe some people have him somewhere between seven and ten or seven and twelve. But Roethlisberger and Stafford were, I think, afterthoughts, and I think that is going to be a crucial mistake. I predicted it yesterday. I'll repeat it. I think one or more of Stafford, Roethlisberger, Brady, more, I think at least one and maybe more will finish as a top-five fantasy quarterback this year. I think that Steeler offense, I know you ready, you agree, is ready to roll. Um, Kenny Galladay, if he is hurt, that will set Stafford back as far as his numbers for a little bit. But if Galladay's ready to roll, Stafford there, and I think Brady the same thing with Evans, that'll set that situation back. When their offenses are all intact, they're ready to roll. As far as running backs, I'm all in on Jonathan Taylor. Um, I saw a beat writer for the Colts put out the other day that the Steel, that the Colts drafted Jonathan Taylor with the thought in mind that he'll spell Marlon Mack when he's tired. And I, I sent him a tweet and I said, oh, you must be joking. That was it. And uh, <laughs> most than Jonathan Taylor, I have a lot of equity in. I, I have big expectations for those guys. And uh, yeah, I think we both love Godwin and Galladay this year. Those are kind of like guys who both could be in the top five uh, as far as wide receivers are concerned. A.J. Brown is another guy that I love. And, and, and C.D. Lamb, the Cowboys gave him 88, and he is going to be one heck of a receiver. May take a little time. Don't get impatient with C.D. Lamb, but I think he is going to be a spectacular wide receiver for the Cowboys. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, did you uh, you mentioned Boston Scott? Uh, how much equity did you get on Austin Eckler? I know you know one or two leagues, but did you get a lot of equity on Eckler, or what story with Eckler? I have him in two leagues. Um, look, I. I still think, we, look, he had a great year last year. I think the usage of the player won't be a lot different because I think they're certainly going to mix in Kelly and uh, Justin Jackson. Uh, you know, I think the big question is, can he approach the level of balls that he caught last year? And I, and I think, you know, I understand some apprehension on that. But to me, to me, he definitely was going pretty cheap in a lot of these leagues com com compared to kind of what his performance was last year. I just don't see his touches changing all that much from what he had last year. Uh, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but I do have them in a couple of leagues. I'm I'm excited, uh, you know, to see what what they do with that whole offense in general. I know we all we all know that Keenan Allen was also drafted on the, on the very low side in terms of value this year. So, lots of interesting things to keep an eye on for Week One. And by the way, you mentioned AJ Brown. I actually saw a little red cross next to his name in in, in, a, in a couple of spots. Um, talking about a leg injury yeah, there. Yeah, I saw. I saw that. It didn't look like he, you know, it didn't look like there was anything that was going to stop him from being a full goal this week. But uh, that's the Monday night game, and that's also another, you know, thing that you always have to think about is uh, when a player plays later in the week, the injuries, and and you know, you can't make the necessary substitutions. Uh, that you want to make on the player. But uh, I, I think what we're going to do this year is, you know, Tuesday we're going to do a podcast where we kind of have a recap of, of, the, of the week that took place. Uh, then probably Thursday we're going to talk about the Thursday night game and, and news and notes and things for the upcoming week and, uh, and, and talk about the Thursday game and maybe which players we really like in the Thursday games and which players we necessarily 
don't have strong opinions on. And then uh, later in the week, probably Friday, we're going to talk about the weekend's games, which players we love, which players we may take a wait-and-see approach on. And, uh, and I think that's going to be the schedule we're going to do for the year, right? Yeah, I think so. And I think I think two. I'll make two points on that. One, I, I and this is to I'm speaking to both people who have been playing a long time and people that haven't been playing a long time. And you know we know we have both of those those in our audience. Uh, the waiver wire is a very crucial component to to your NFL fantasy football season. And the drafts are great, but it doesn't end there. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. Changes occur very rapidly in the NFL. And you're going to have to watch patterns that develop. You know, Wiz has mentioned snap counts before. You you know, unfortunately, we're not going to be sitting in bars watching a bunch of games, at least to start, most unlikely. But, uh, you know, you want to pay attention to those box scores. You know, watch that red zone if you can when the games are going on. You want to see as much as you can and how it's developing. It's it's important to kind of stay on top of that stuff. The, The medical stuff will will increase in in velocity as the year wears on because the players break down but you know all of those things are are very 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 important you can't just sit there and stare at your team uh, the beauty of it that you think it is coming out of a draft and think you don't have any work to do because there's a lot of work to do during the season you know, to, to that point of personnel I, I just want to talk about one player in particular one player who I had tremendous equity in last year. I had him in almost every league, and as I look at my rosters this year, I don't have him in one league. And that's Cooper Cup. And out of all the players in the NFL, he, and he's a, he's a terrific player. I mean, he just catches everything. A terrific route runner. But I, I don't have him, and the reason I don't have him in any roster is because I'm not quite sure of the personnel that the Rams are going to play. And that's the thing with the Rams, uh, more than any other team. Their personnel, you know, that they used over the last couple of years changed so dramatically that they kind of protected their offensive line and went to 12 personnel. And Higby became such an important part of their offense. And Cooper Cup was not playing as much. And his numbers for the year are terrific. But if you break it down... First eight games, second eight games, there's a, there's a big disparity. So Cooper Cup has, I think, more range than any other player or just about any player from being just okay to being a top five guy if, if the Rams go back to that kind of personnel where they're playing three wide receivers. Um, they either get Jefferson or, or, or Reynolds into the offense more and they play that set. But if they play that 12 personnel that they were playing at the end of the year, he just wasn't on the field for a, a lot of plays. And, um, you know, they, they were kind of – because – be, be, just because that Reynolds is a bigger guy and is a better blocker, um, they were they were using him more a lot in that a uh, twelve personnel. So I think as far as range goes of of results for the year, Cooper Cup is at the top of that list. I don't have him in the league, but his ability is can't be questioned. I'm just I'm just not sure what the usage is going to be. Yeah, look, it's funny. Um, I have him in one league. It was the the last league I drafted in last night. Um, that's the only league I have him in. Um, as Wiz mentioned, he was the number two fantasy receiver first half of the year, dominating on a week, week in and week out basis, and really disappeared. 35 catches over the last eight games. So, 
It was a Houdini uh, act in the second half last year, so I'm not really sure what to do with the player. But I did pick him up in one league, and that's the only league I have him in. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, you know I was a little dismayed when our uh, our partner Rick uh, reported to us that uh, Jared Goff was uh, expended. Uh, we, we spent some money to get him uh, as a quarterback in one league, and I wasn't pleased because I had a bad taste in my mouth with him last year as well. Just that whole offense was kind of funky last year. So hopefully, hopefully – I know you are not the biggest Jared Goff fan, even to the point where you, you put a move in where you were dropping him and picking up Hodges of the Steelers last year. I did that at 4 o'clock in the morning, too. So the time that you actually put that move in, I had a laugh about that one. But, uh, again, I'm going to put Cup and, and, and Goff in the same thing. There's a wide, wide range of outcomes for Jared Goff and Cooper Cup. And if the Rams go to that offense where it's a little bit more wide open and their offensive line can protect them a little bit more, um, you know, Jared Goff can be, can out, you know, can, can play better than what a lot of people and, and be higher up on the quarterback rankings where, than, than what a lot of people have them. So I think Cup and Goff are kind of like together in that. There's, there's a real wide range of outcomes. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll have to, you know, we'll, we'll have to see, and we just don't know. So I guess we'll try and take a look at the games on Sunday, and then see what the kind of personnel these teams are using, and then and then go from there. Yep. Exactly. So, okay, let's talk a little bit about tonight. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs defending Super Bowl champions playing against the Houston Texans. Ironically, uh, the Texans only scored over 30 points in a game once last year, and it was early in the season last year against these Chiefs. But the Chief defense certainly came on as the season wore off. I think, um, look, Patrick Mahomes played a a compromise last year for sure. I think everybody uh, in in the fantasy land is certainly looking forward to see how uh, Andy Reid will unleash his new weapon, and that's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So I'll kind of let you get started. You know, what do you think about the game tonight? You know, obviously the offensive firepower is certainly there on the Kansas City side, but a lot of changes on the Houston side. Yeah, there are. I mean, you know, I I think – I, you know, I, I like – if Fuller could stay on the field, he's certainly going to make big, big plays. As far as the game tonight goes, I don't know. I think, you know, the Texans could be thinking about that, you know, the, the game last year where they got off to a lead and then, my goodness, I don't even know how many possessions in a row, six, seven, eight, nine. They scored, they scored touchdowns on them. And uh, I don't know. I got a feeling you may see more of the same. I think Patrick Mahomes could reach 55s. And what I mean that is 55 touchdown passes, 5,500 yards um, throwing the ball. I think the offensive personnel is just unstoppable. And if all of those guys stay healthy, it's, you know, it, it's going to be an amazing year, I think, for Kansas City. And it could be a long Long night for uh, for the Texans tonight. I, I just I just I just don't know. Um, we'll have to see how it goes. But uh, I put a DraftKings lineup just for the Thursday night game, and I'll let everyone know who you know what I did. So the way they do it is you you put a guy in as the captain, I guess, uh, and then the price is is much higher on the the player that you pick for the captain, and then you have to pick five players. So I took Pat Mahomes and made him the 
captain, which is an obvious pick. But once you do that, you can't take Kelsey and Hill and 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 then Watson and whatever. So I'm hoping for a Kansas City route. You can't take six guys on the same team. You have to take at least one player. So I took five Chiefs and one Texan player. The one Texan I took was Kenny Stills, who I think won't be that much owned by a lot of people. He may get in there, especially a lot more if Cooks missed the game. And then the Chiefs I went with aside from Mahomes was, I'm a believer that history repeats itself sometimes. And Watkins went for nine and 200 with three touchdowns last year. While I don't think that will be the same, I have him in there maybe having a good game the first game of the season. I have uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and I have Darrell Williams as well. So that's um, that's and Kelsey. So it's Mahomes as my captain, Kelsey, Alaire, Darrell Williams, Sammy Watkins, and Kenny Stills for the Texans. Who do you like in the game, and uh, do you have any fantasy perspective on it as well? Yeah, I mean, look, I, um, I, I like. I think it's a nine and a half point spread or so. I, I like Kansas City in this game. There will be some fans in the stadium. I think uh, something like fifteen or twenty thousand people, which is going to be interesting to see how that uh, situation evolves. But. Uh, Look, Houston has a lot of new pieces. They have a new running back in David Johnson. I am curious to see how he looks, actually, because this is a decent offensive line. You know, Carlos Hyde did run for 1,000 yards last year. So, And I was a player, I was a person who did not touch the player, David Johnson, but I think for those who took a chance on him, and I know there was a number of guys shouting out there that, you know, he could be a top 10 guy. I'll be watching to see how that goes. Uh, and there's a whole new cast of players here in the in the passing game uh, with Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb coming over. Jordan Akins has been talked up as a tight end here. I think the guy that I'm most intrigued by, uh, if he can stay healthy and if he can hold on to the ball, the deep threat that Will Fuller is and, you know, Deshaun Watson has his big contract now. So I'm curious to see how, how the pass, uh, how the passes get uh, dispersed in this uh, post-DeAndre uh, Hopkins uh, Houston Texan world. And as far as the uh, Chiefs go, look, I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire being used in the same sentence as uh, as Andy Reid's uh, old toy and Brian Westbrook when he was with the Eagles. Uh, super excited to hear about that. Uh, I did pick him up in one league where I, I, I took him with the sixth pick in a, in a snake draft, uh, even though my boy Jimmy O was still yelling, me, yelling at me about that. But uh, I told him, don't worry. Uh, we know what Kareem Hunt did in his rookie year. Uh, that's not to say the Chiefs don't come with some issues because uh, they, you know one of their offensive linemen uh, did opt out. But I'm very excited to see what Clyde edwards can do. I'm also very intrigued to see how McCole Hardman will be used in this game. Uh, how, will, will he just be on the field for a play here, a play there, or, or will his usage go up a little bit more? I think there's a lot of people out there in the fantasy world that are expecting that. You know, for me, I see this as being a, a tidy 38 to uh, 20 Kansas City victory. That's uh, that's my call for tonight. Well, what is the total on this game? Is it getting is it close to 60? I think it's close to 60. Yeah, I think it's close to 60. But I just you know look, I think the Chiefs uh, are, are ready to come out and and show everybody off. Uh, what they're like, and uh, actually even show off that shine, a couple of their shiny toys. So that, that's what I'm looking for tonight. I mean, I, I don't know if it's, you know, I'm going to predict Kansas City scores more points than that. Uh, you know, 38 a lot of points. I'm not uh, <clears throat> saying that that's nothing, but uh, yeah, I see. I may, I think you may see something really, really spectacular from Pat Mahomes tonight in uh, that Kansas City offense. And, 
you know, I remember um, Kareem Hunt's opening game. Um, I don't know if people exactly remember this, but his first carry was a fumble, uh, which was a shocker considering he, I think, had zero fumbles in his college career. Fumble, and then he went on after that to have a, a spectacular game. So I, I think you may see something really special from Mahomes, from Allaire. And, you know, if you just look at those players, I mean – you know, they have a top five. They have the best tight end as far as receiving. You know, King's probably better all around with blocking and everything. But as far as just receiving and fantasy football is concerned, probably, you know, having Mahomes throw the ball probably gives Kelsey the edge over George Kittle. So they have the best fantasy tight end. They have a top five wide receiver, <laughs> Tyree Kill, who can catch a 70-yard touchdown pass just about on every single play. And then you 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 put Edward Hilaire in that mix um, with the skill he has, and then you're talking about a sprinkling of talent with Hardman, who is a track star, and Watkins, and and Demarcus Robinson, and these other players. I, I mean, it, it is, and then of course with the great Pat Mahomes throwing them the ball. Man, that's a tough offense to stop. It's like if they don't stop themselves with penalties or a fumble or a bad snap, man, I don't know. It just I have more confidence in Kansas City's offense this year than even the last couple of years. Oh, you remember last year my uh... – my prediction is I thought that uh, Mahomes would throw 60 touchdowns. Uh, and, of course, once remember watching that Sunday or Monday night game when he was grabbing that knee when it went in two different directions, uh, that was uh, unfortunately quickly ended. Uh, I'll tell you, it was very interesting. I think it's what slowed down it was before that is when Tyreek Hill got hurt in the true. first game of the year. True, true. It was very the interesting. League. It was very interesting in, in the league I'm in with my partner, Jimmy. We we had, uh, and you're in the league now this year. And if you remember, uh, I had the it was my second pick coming up. I took Edwards Alaire, and then it was coming back towards me. And both Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes were available. And I told my boy Jimmy that we're taking Mahomes. He was fighting me tooth and nail. The only way I could get him not to take I said, Jimmy, you just drafted Lamar Jackson in two other leagues. Don't you want a little diversity? We're taking Patrick Mahomes now. Leave me alone. And uh, that was the end of that conversation. <laughs> I was happy because coming back, you were in the middle of the round, and I had the first pick, and obviously I took McCaffrey with the first pick. But what you did was by taking <clears throat> Mahomes, then you kind of like triggered the other guy, one of the other guys coming back, I think, to take Lamar Jackson. And I, I, I mean, I have all the respect in the world for Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Matter of fact, I drafted both of those players in auction drafts over the last couple of years uh, before their MVP seasons. So as much as I respect them, I was going to take the wait-and-see approach as far as quarterbacks concerned. I think I ended up, you know, getting Russell Wilson, who you just yesterday predicted would be the MVP of the league. Uh, I think Russell Wilson in round one, two, in round six. Yeah. So if you're talking about round set, why well, the six? Yeah, one, two, three, four. So I had the six set with the six, seven turn. It doesn't really matter if you take him at the end of round six or the beginning of round seven. But I took him one of those picks, and uh, I, I think if you don't get Mah- look, if you have a, an opinion on Mahomes and Jackson, and you just feel like, yeah, I just want to have fun and have one of those guys on my team, I understand that. <clears throat> but with that said, would you agree with me that then to take a quarterback after that early is kind of like 
I don't know, not the way to go, considering you got Wilson, you got Murray, and you certainly have Dak Prescott, probably, who we feel is leading that next group of quarterbacks. So if you don't get those two, would you agree, like, the wait-and-see approach would have, was the best way to go about it in these drafts? Yeah, it was. And, I, you know, and there's a few leagues where I have those elite quarterbacks, and there's a couple of leagues, like the league, uh, one of my leagues I'm in, I'm Daniel Jones and Matthew Stafford. I think I paid a total of $3 for the two players, so that sort of situation. So, yeah, I, I do agree with that. That was the way to go. It was either go cheap or – or, or, or spend some money for those guys that you really wanted to hit your wagon to. Yeah, kind of like, you know, get those guys or just, you know, just 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 hang on and uh, and get a, uh, another quarterback that you're picking on uh, much, much later in the draft. So, yes, that's how uh, you see the game uh, going tonight. What else? Is there anything else you wanted to add about the game? Did uh, you – I don't know if you mentioned – you, you, who do you have – give everyone – a uh, fantasy standout for tonight's game. I mean, obviously, you don't have to say Mahomes because that's kind of obvious. Is there a guy out there that maybe, maybe off the off the top of the you know uh, the list that you that you like? I mean, maybe somebody that's not like in the in the Travis Kelsey uh, or or. Uh, Tyreek Hill, do you like somebody in this game to do something fantasy wise? Yeah, I want to say watch Jordan Akins for the Houston Texans tonight. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, he could certainly be uh, certainly be a target. That's a good one. Yeah, I don't know what he's what he's priced at in the Thursday game, but uh, that's definitely a, <clears throat> definitely an interesting one. And uh, we'll see we'll see how that goes. Anything else uh, before we close it off? No, I'm excited, and we'll talk to everybody tomorrow. We'll go over our uh, boom booms and busts for the weeks. Uh, you know, start them and sit them, if you will, that sort of thing. And uh, excited to be just talking about football. Uh, I know we had a lot of naysayers along the way, Wiz, but uh, you and I, we just kept plugging along. So uh, to the naysayers, enjoy the start of the ride, and hopefully the ride doesn't get disrupted too frequently. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, we were saying all along, football's going to start. We're just hoping it finishes and uh, hoping it, it stays the course and uh and uh, it could be done in a, in a fun and safe way and everyone could enjoy fantasy football probably in, in a little bit of a different way I think you know a lot of us love to watch the games together and taunt each other and uh, have a lot of fun but this year it's going to be kind of the red zone staying home and uh, you know and enjoying the games well I will wish you a good afternoon and enjoy the game tonight Wiz you, you do the same